Welcome to Lioness Rising, your podcast for sacred business development and soul wealth ascension. My name is Alexandra Schwarowa and I am a high-level healer, psychic business medium, wealth activator and the founder of New Earth Medicine. This is a sacred space for majestic lionesses who are devoted and dedicated to their divine path in life and business. Through inner awareness, we initiate potent shifts within as well as in our material world. The lioness knows what she desires and she goes with majestic precision for her goals and creates long-term success. She breaks with chains of illusion, but power resides outside of her. This is for soul-led women and those who identify as women, who follow their divine will. And we talk about spiritual business, life and career, diving deep into the metaphysical realms, energetics, the Akash, energy healings, human design, jinkies, astrology, and so much more. Linus Rising is hosting the most potent guest speakers who are leading soulful empires with alignment and majesty. Thank you for being here. Hello, my beauties. Welcome to Lioness Rising podcast, the space for sacred business development and soul wealth ascension. I'm your host, Alexandra, healer, channel, medium. And today I have a very special guest, one of my dear soul sisters and mentors, Jenna Blatt, who's leading a graceful, majestic empire since already a couple of years uh, as a wealth activator, soul business healer, mentor, and so many beautiful other things. Welcome, Jenna, on our podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to spend time and get to drop in with you. So, ah. so we met... 101, uh, the very first time at your um, Mastermind Fan Fortune, where I was participating. And as I already mentioned, like one of the most important aspects for me in a business coach is actually the psychic healing abilities who understands my business. Mm -hmm. So, and I remember in our 101s, we were like chatting around and sharing like how easy healing can actually be and this is where I want to tap with you into how did it started because I know you were doing a lot of stuff before like and mm -hmm. now you're in your you're grounded in your legacy as a, as a healer so yeah just share a little bit about it about how I got started. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I've been healing since I was a tiny, tiny kid, but I didn't realize I was healing when I was four or five years old. And I remember 
like being with my friends at school and one friend having a problem and everyone would come to me. I noticed that was one of the biggest things straight up. Everybody would always come to me when they were feeling down, when they needed support. And so I would, even from a young age, I remember being able to see their soul standing behind them, seeing any attachments, seeing their auric field. And I didn't know what it was when I was so little. Um, And I think I went through so many seasons of my life where I shut that down because that was not, it didn't feel safe for me to have that gift. And I wasn't in an environment where it was nurtured. And so when I look at like the work that I do now and how it came into my business, it really came back full circle when I had my daughter, which was three years ago, almost she's turning three in a few weeks. So three years ago, almost. And when I went through this initiation into motherhood and the birth portal and everything that unfolds in that space, I just received this initiation into the healing abilities that I've always had. And there's so many layers to that and one unfolded, but one specific thing was I remember bringing her through and I was in labor and literally in the final moments and I was everyone around me yelling at me, right? Like she's here, she's coming, the doctor's yelling. And I had to like completely block everything out. And I remember just getting so deep into my trust with my guides. And I remember calling them in and saying, I need you now. And I need the divine feminine to hold me and this beautiful girl. And within the final push, she came through then. They were very close to taking me to a cesarean because it was getting very close to that point. So in that that birthing portal, that initiation into motherhood, it just cracked me open and it it almost just brought this new level of psychic ability, of intuition, and this this deep remembrance of the healing work I've been doing for lifetimes. Um so that was the portal into the business work and into the the healing that I do now in my business was moving through that first and receiving that and then now being able to give that back. So, yeah, it's, it's all opened up from there and it's still evolving, which is beautiful. Oh, yes. Like what, what the pregnancy part, the initiation to the motherhood, it's like we always have to be aware of it. It's not just that baby being born but it's also a mother being born yes. and this has to be such a grounding profound experience when you are really like in this process of creation because this mm. is what we basically go through once we become pregnant <laughs> with mm-hmm. a baby or an idea so thank you for sharing this beautiful experience um what are our tools what you're using for your healing or how are you actually like evolving so do you work with your spirit guides and you channel your own healings or how does it work for you Mm, yeah so that was what opened in that in that journey into motherhood was I started to really feel my guides to a whole other level so again I think I'd really shut them out when I was younger, because I wasn't in a space where I was ready to receive that. 
And so they came through very persistently, very persistently. And it was interesting because before I got pregnant too, I kept hearing this, um, I would out, you know, I'd be out walking and I'd hear the golden ones. We are the golden ones. And I was like, okay, okay, we are the golden ones. Who is this? What is happening? And for years, I kept receiving that every, you know, few months I would hear that, or I would see that written somewhere. And so I knew that there was something coming in communicating with me. And that was when I, I really spent sacred time to get to know the guides that were here at this new part of my life as I moved into being a mother. And I really feel that it was like this initiation that I crossed opened up this connection with them to a whole other degree. So I started to work in allyship, which is really the way when I'm in my healings, that's how I do every healing is through allyship with my guides and through this council that they call themselves the golden ones. And they show me as well right now, there's two more coming through in the next year that I will be meeting. So there, there are six right now. And I work with each one of them depending on, you know, it depends on the client. It depends on what is coming up for the client, of course, and each guide works in their own unique gifts. So I see myself really as a conduit and as a, a bridge and as a connector. Um, and yeah, in terms of the way that I go into a healing as well, I do everything distantly. Um, and the reason is because I, I've been shown that the work that we're doing because of the intricacies it is so much more powerful to set the intention on a distance level to connect with my client so that I can go into all the intricate detail that can happen, although it is very easy and I want to circle back to that. Um, but ultimately, it creates that safe, sacred space for the client to simply be and receive and for them to remember that they are the ones that are healing and that we are providing that, that energy flow to them. And I think that's really powerful too. Um, so yeah, I work in allyship and we always go in and it's it's different per client and there's different layers and modalities that I work with. But I had to spend a lot of sacred time defining what that was for me. And I, you know, I studied Reiki, I studied hypnotherapy, I've studied energy healing in all different ways, but I knew that it wasn't any of that. I knew that it was something that was pure and unique to the way that me and the golden ones work together. And so, you know, in terms of accessing the healing, it's always from an observation perspective and from an observer state first and really looking at what is present for the client. Um, and then we look at all different layers in the subtle bodies and what they show me, you know, thought forms, psychic attack cordings, past lives and then we might go into the hall of records and do clearings um it's very different per session and that's what's been really interesting is like a letting it be so unique um and they've also been showing me that there is something coming up too where I'm channeling a new modality that is coming through so I'm just in that pregnancy mode of the idea right now of letting that come through too so it's always interesting and it's always fun to do <laughs> the work I love it yeah, that sounds very <sighs> true, like uh, the cosmic remembrance truth, <laughs> what mm -hmm. you are doing. And I love the name, the golden ones, like that they appear to you um, as the golden ones, because there are so many 
energies and so on, so many councils, uh, spirits. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just call them spirits, like these multidimensional beings uh, who are at a higher vibrational state than us. This is why we maybe cannot perceive them with our physical senses. So mm -hmm. at some at some point we uh, we developed like or we unfolded our psychic gifts to be able to hear feel smell <laughs> know about yeah. them so yes. and how do you perceive it do you see it in front of your third eye or you see it like really visually or how how is it for you when you're connecting with them or with also with your clients that's very interesting yeah yeah so it's it's definitely through the third eye for me and then with my guides they each come through they always join in a full circle around me they each have a position and they and I feel their energy very uniquely depending on who's coming through um I do receive a lot somatically so I'll it's very interesting I know when a healing is working when I get very nauseous and I take on I often feel somatically what the client is releasing so especially if we're looking at shame guilt anger these kind of more dense emotions I'll I will receive that in right in here um so it's I'm always like okay I feel sick that's a good thing right because it's I can feel the client releasing even though it's not very pleasant for me but it goes in an instant um but yes in terms of tapping into the healing and the actual experiences definitely third eye is the main portal that we go through um and then I do a lot of work in the higher heart so when I tap into a client I'll straight away be shown their higher heart, their soul, their higher self, any of any of their guides usually come through and any attachments that want to be cleared or released. So it's all clairvoyantly and um and also, you know, obviously all of the clairs are working together, but clairvoyance is my strongest and then clairsentience as well. So I have a very strong feeling of course and then I receive their feelings as well so it's it's quite interesting this is why I have to very be very clear as a, a channel as you're aware like clearing and and grounding before and after and making sure that there's a very um specific boundary between the energetic connection so yes <laughs> always <laughs> interesting yeah and I totally resonate with what you said like what you are feeling it because I also feel my clients when they are yeah. mostly I feel when they're like very settled or usually it's the soul which is really sad so I feel this and I feel the pain and I feel the sadness and usually like comes out like oh I feel like crying what's happening yeah mm -hmm. and uh what I also feel intense uh is their body uh pain like for example, mm -hmm. if the womb, if there's something with the womb, I will get pain in my womb. So this is something that's very intense for me. And also when I was tattooing, I felt the pain of my clients. So it, that was a little bit too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I always say that um, being empathic, sensitive is uh, is a skill, is a gift that needs a lot of discipline. It does. And and we have to be very discerning with what is our energy and what is not. And that's been a big learning curve for me, just picking up on, oh, okay, I've taken on a client's energy here today because maybe they were moving through something really 
tough and challenging and and really practicing you know I'm in communication with my guides constantly to to clear and be very a very pristine channel so that I can be of service and and maintain my energy too yes <laughs> be uh, being of service um uh, and really taking good care of yourself is so so important as a healer um or as a mentor in general because this is so much discipline effort deter uh, like not effort but determination like really devotion to to stay in this priestess pure vessel form mm -hmm. like i always say um to be this mirror like you, mm -hmm. you constantly need to clean your own mirror in order to be in the divine service like really like free from attachments and also like on our own projections and the ego mm -hmm. like because sometimes unconsciously or consciously we are uh, maybe in in judgment or we project our own topics but as soon as we enter this healing space there's no space for it mm -hmm. absolutely yes turning down the ego has been a huge huge aspect of my work and and one that I guide my clients through too like in all levels is just like moving from a higher state of love and soul and unconditional energy unconditional love and really moving from this space of you know especially when we go into healing sessions not being attached to what happens for the client not being attached to the result for the client right because I think sometimes when the ego comes in it's like I want to do a good job or I hope that they receive what they came here to receive but they will always receive what they need to and that was a very big lesson for me was unattaching from that and seeing them in their power and knowing that it's always in sacred timing yeah this this also teaches me a lot uh especially when I am with my clients it's like okay um, to detach from their own uh, success so because mm -hmm. sometimes as coaches we are like getting maybe a little bit marvelly or like oh does my client do good but it's it's no longer our process because the client is accountable or like our um our friends our clients um are accountable for their to do their own steps and to enter yeah. in their own evolution so this is maybe a space where we can also detach and go back into our energy because for this second for this process um we allow it to be and to to give them also the power to go through their own process mm -hmm. absolutely yes we're not responsible for them and um, <laughs> to move in that sacred timing it's it requires a new level doesn't it? a new level of trust and surrender and unattachment so very powerful um, awareness and consciousness yes like as, as yeah. a healer to um I, to have this like I don't need to save everyone mm -hmm. because I feel where we are like we want to do it and obviously this, this was maybe like our intention and like our drive in the beginning because yeah. we, we want to heal the world um but not everyone wants to be healed not everyone wants yes. to evolve Yes, yes. And I think that's so such an important evolvement right now in the healing space is moving away from this savior complex, moving away from clients thinking that they need us, right? And and like really coming back into sovereign authentic power 
uh, and then choosing a healer from a, a different perspective, a different energy where the intention is pure. So yeah, it's exciting to see that. I feel like you and I are moving in that, you know, leading in that way and pioneering that. And I think more people will be doing that too. So. Oh, I just got uh, chills and I'm like, okay, I, I really like wish I manifest this day when the people are stepping into their accountability and responsibility that they are their own majestic creators. And it is beautiful to have a coach, a healer, a mentor, a shaman by your side, but ultimately it's just a guide. You still yes. need to walk this way by yourself. Mm -hmm. so this is where I'm like um, what I always love to teach is uh, that yes we are the space holders but we only are in the power to let go of this pain you know like what the soul is, uh, is showing us the show mm -hmm. is the soul of a client is showing us the pain which it, the soul is ready to let go of and this yes. is where we help. So ultimately, it's always the client's choice. Like we can mm -hmm. be the most powerful, amazing healer in the universe. But if the client doesn't want to, nothing will yes. happen. Yes. And I have been in a healing before where I went in to ask permission and the, the permission is not there from the higher self. And then communicating that to the client saying it's not going to happen today. And I honor that even though that because their ego wants it but the higher self is not ready the soul is not ready so that's another part of the evolution of healing too is as you shared like this very um self-accountability and the sacred timing of knowing when we have permission to access and when not and trusting that and trusting that for ourselves and our clients for it's for their highest good that it's unfolding that way so I have another question, which was maybe a little bit unprepared, but you are a mummy and you are leading such a graceful empire. So this is something that's super, super, super uh, interesting and makes me really curious. How is it for you or how did you do it like to prepare yourself being a mother and mm -hmm. still being the CEO? <laughs> yeah and how do you balance it you know like how do you balance it I don't know if I do balance it <laughs> I think it's more a messy dance every day but um yeah I I've had to be very intentional and I feel that moving into motherhood really asked me to devote to what I mostly deeply care about and put aside anything that doesn't fall into that and so that's how I balance it, if you could call it balancing, is I'm, I move very intentionally and very precisely with where my energy is best served. So, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I started to look at my business differently and I started to clear away a lot of the pieces that weren't a full yes for me. And then I also started to move in a simple, refined way and deepen into the soul work that I'm here to really step into and and stand more grounded in that rather than creating so many things just doing less but more intentionally um 
And I think that I also just allow it to be, I allow myself to be present with where I am, no matter what's happening. If my daughter interrupts me and I'm trying to work, I just put the work aside and I'm, I'm with her. And, you know, I used to be like on the phone, like trying to manage it all, bounce back and forth. It's like, just be present, be in the energy, be in the moment. I always say to myself, there's no rush. I'm never behind And so I allow myself to just be sacredly present with what is unfolding, just like you and I are so present right now. And, you know, with business, it's motherhood will change business because it does make you very specifically focused on what matters. And and I say no a lot to what is not in alignment. You know, I had to get comfortable with that and step into my sovereignty and my power with that too. And know that I'm probably going to, you know, upset some people that wanted to do certain things, but it's just not in alignment. It's not a full yes. So that's how I live my life now and run my company from that energy. Well, to say no to team, clients, whoever is in your space is also uh, in their high service. Yes. It's important to know. Mm-hmm. Like You're not doing it like, or we are in general not doing it out of like ill intentions, you know. It's like we are doing it really in the high service that maybe um, the client needs someone else or is not ready. So also a no is like this divine timing, like it's mm-hmm. a direction to to their highest perspective. This is what I like yes. to say. Also, for my clients, when uh, then they go through their process of, oh, no one signed up, or this client decided not to work with me any longer, da, 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 da. so it's also like, okay, it's not a rejection, it's a redirection to your highest uh, perspective. So one door is closing, and three, five, ten new doors are opening for you. So see it this yes. way. <laughs> yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. So your daughter or this initiation into motherhood made you more grounding, present. And I I just have this uh, image of like this fierce lioness in front of her queendom, mm-hmm. you know, and she gets <laughs> Yeah, I'm commanding my space here. I'm being protective of yes. my resources, of my energy. Yes, 100%. It it made me really honor and respect my energy in such a deeper way. And moving into strong boundaries, being that lioness and saying, I'm not available for that anymore. I won't tolerate this, but this is where I am available. And this is what I can say yes to. So yeah, the work definitely moving into the healing work as well. It's so much about the energy that we hold and looking after ourselves and being in the most pristine channel that we can be so that we can be of deeper service and yeah motherhood definitely opened up that portal for me so (laughs) I love it so because I know that you have a couple of cancer placements right I think you're cancer moon cancer I'm a cancer sun cancer moon and then I have Cancer in Mars and Mercury, although I'm not 100% on what that means. <laughs> but I have a lot of Cancerian energy, so I'm very mothering anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah, and 
I can imagine that it was difficult in the beginning to to say no or like uh, setting these boundaries because I, I feel this cancer energy being very like uh, nurturing to everyone, like this huge mother archetype. And now mm. you have this, uh, okay, to who am I really the mother? I'm not here for everyone. So this, uh, this boundary, uh, I can imagine that it was difficult in the beginning. Yes. And I saw it in my business playing out with this kind of wounded mother energy of clients wanting me to mother them. Right. It's like, I could, I could feel that. And, and I was playing a part in that. This was years back in my business when I was health coaching and back in like 2016, 2017. And I had to really look at those patterns and come back to this conversation that we were sharing before around, I'm not responsible for you and that we co-create together there's no hierarchy here I'm not here to save you I'm not here to mother you I see you in your power and that we walk beside each other and yeah the cancerian wounding <laughs> has been a lot to move through especially coming as I shared as a young child and mothering all my friends and being that mother hen I used to call myself the mother hen in the group and they would call me that and so you know untangling that and reweaving a new story has been a big journey but very powerful I love it I love it <laughs> I I have so many uh Capricorn placements that's why mm -hmm. the 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 cancer is the exact opposite so it's kind of like for me such a mystery of the cancer <laughs> yeah. but they also tend to attract each other uh cancer and Capricorn yeah so you mentioned that you like or you prefer to work from distance and this is what I really like making sending me on a little journey right now because my last initiation was actually like wow I'm ready to do in-person work this mm -hmm. includes for example retreats and also that I offer my session for it now like oh it's online but also it's possible uh, in person mm -hmm. so and here's the question which arises. How do you see the industry, especially the coaching healing industry, uh, mentorship developing in the future? Yeah, it's such a big question because I feel like it's it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But I do feel that there'll be and more people coming into their own modalities. It feels like this curating your own signature method like learning from powerful mentors moving through different trainings and activations but then applying it to our own our own modality our own signature way of healing I think that the other pieces is what we've been speaking about like this very clear boundaries between the healer and the client and moving from a more sovereign space and reminding our clients that they are healing themselves, that they hold the authentic power. I think that's a very important thing that is shifting. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see more healers stepping up and stepping into the light. That makes me excited. You're like, woo, let's go. Um, and I, as well, the abundance for those healers. And we've spoken about this so many times in other conversations, just really bringing in this new earth abundance where the ego is not present and we get to receive and we get to expand into new wealth timelines and dimensions of wealth 
for our healing gifts and seeing them as sacred and powerful and needed um when in the past they might have been seen as just a little side business or just that you know that thing that's not taken seriously and so I think there's going to be this renowned energy I'm hearing the word renowned and reclaimed you know as the healers arrive and they're seen in a more powerful way and that we get to receive in that space too so just a few things that I think will come through but yeah it's exciting space to be in for sure yeah wow I was just like having so many uh, pictures because uh, like I saw the process of my own clients, especially in the certifications, like Akasha Soul Gold Healer. So some of them, or actually most of them, went through the modalities, but in the end, it's mm -hmm. like everything what they have learned so far, it doesn't really matter if it was Reiki, Theta Healing, or, or Akasha Soul. So it's tools, and this is what I also teach, that it's tools, but ultimately, they by by the end or during this journey, they receive their own initiations and their own tools to, mm -hmm. to do their own healings or yes. to channel their own energy because everyone is so unique. So it's like uh, all these wisdom skills to, to uh, make a course, to make a, to, to work with a mentor, it's just another grain I tell it, it's, it's a grain of sand and the whole universal skill, modality, yes. methods, energies, facets. So mm. there's not the ultimate one thing to do. It's like, oh, not just Reiki or, um, or Akasha Soul, but there's like so much open for us and mm -hmm. everyone can receive their own skills and open up for this. So, yeah. and then I have another question. Do you yes. see yourself at some point teaching or channel uh, or like, yeah, basically teaching your modality, how you do your healings? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that actually came through to me about six months ago and I was shown that I'll be doing a certification and I'm also, I've also been shown that it's a very much a sacred creation right now and that it's a slow burn to, to the lead up to that um there's other pieces in life and business right now that are coming first before that but yes I do feel that and I know that it's something around the wealth coding and channeling aspect that I do um so that feels exciting so I'm 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 receiving that now I'm in that stage of the sacred space with my guides and the co-creation of bringing that idea deeper to life and everyday little pieces are dropping in. Um, but I love what you shared about your clients, you know, also creating their own signature ways that we all get to channel our own modalities, our own signature sequences that we move through, you know, so it's exciting. <laughs> One of the limitations, limitations that I was allowed to to clear for some of my clients is, um, I don't know, maybe it's a one line thing, like in human design, this one line investigation. But I remember that one lady was uh, telling me, like, oh, it's always so weird for me, uh, for her that I, as a as the teacher of the modality, asks for healings from someone out of the of my students and mm. 
like it, it didn't make sense to her because I was the one who teach them this and I was like no but everyone is so unique so it's always like some some new input for my system like mm -hmm. because I I feel sometimes that our system gets used to some modalities let's say like this. Yes. so to have this one specific topic removed we sometimes just need a new impulse because it's something mm -hmm. new it's like a out of comfort zone you know yeah and and another thing that i is that really like anchored in this wisdom since the very beginning is i don't know it's from if you're saying it from china or like asian <laughs> uh, saying that good is the master whose uh, student becomes better so this is the mm -hmm. translation of this like um and to me it was just like okay if my students let's say like if my students of the institute at some point will be better than me it's like whoa i succeeded as a like succeeded as a, a teacher as a mentor then yes. they become independent uh for me because ultimately this is my vision or the whole intention behind uh what i do and yeah but my question to you do you see yourself really working in person at some point with your clients or retreats or mm -hmm. you don't fancy it i do see retreats um i actually had the name of a retreat come through the other day so i was like okay <laughs> But yeah, it's again, for me, it's like, I always receive something so early. So I, I know that it might take a year, two years. I know that it's like, I receive so early, like I did with the golden ones. They, were, they came through almost like four years before I started working with them. So it's very interesting for me because I am such a, tr a believer in the sacred timing and the surrender of that. But I definitely see the in-person experience somewhere I'm feeling like it's going to be in Australia too because of the sacred land here um yeah so there is there's there's things coming there's things on the horizon that I'm very excited about and I also know that it would be such an effortless retreat to hold I can feel the women who would already be present so <laughs> I'm so excited that's beautiful <laughs> I I totally understand these uh transmissions but you receive um calling and then it takes some time because for example the retreat thing for me already happened like i don't know six years ago yeah and then i was like contemplating and at some point i totally forgot about this idea and then i grew in like for example right now i'm in this initiation of like okay i want to work in person and this includes retreats and mm -hmm. then i shared it Everyone says like, oh, you've been planning it for so long, uh, like finally. And I'm like, did I? I don't remember, but I even spoke about it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the other thing what appeared, but when I shared it, first I got like a little anxiety. And I was like, mm. oh my God, what's happening here? So it was like my out of comfort zone thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. actually yeah. to, to, to be together in one space and to, because this will be so intimate like to hold a retreat to work in person is way more intimate because it's more time intensive like you cannot yeah. really escape you know you're yeah. there at one space with i don't know maybe 10 women 
<laughs> holding the space for them, but also holding salt for the, the space for yourself. This is like an incredible boundary mastery as well. Yes, yes. And I, I feel we're craving more connection. We're craving more intimacy. We're craving more vulnerability, especially when it comes to the healing space. So I think that's beautiful to hold retreat spaces where it's sacred and really created in that beautiful energy. So exciting. <laughs> we we are the healers of a new world, of a new universe, which we are shaping. And I'm so I'm so grateful to see beautiful women like you stepping in their power and, and leading in such a graceful way, like with such a precision, with integrity, with focus, with sensibility, like with mm -hmm. sensitive energy and compassion. Compassion is a very strong word coming through right now. Yeah, yes, yes. The integrity and compassion is huge. It's moving ourselves out of the picture and coming back into the devotion and service that we're here to bring and the light that we're here to bring. So exciting oh, times. <laughs> Do you have anything else to share with our lionesses? Mm. Oh. To remember that their authentic power is within them at all times and to trust their energy, trust Trust the healers they work with or don't work with. Really trust the energy that they feel and to know that they hold that authentic power, that it's not external and that you can heal yourself too and that you get to work with these beautiful healers as guides, as we were sharing, but ultimately we hold that power within us. So that's what I would love for them all to know and to roar like the lioness, <laughs> go out there and create incredible dreams and soul legacies all the things <laughs> i love it okay and how can we work with you so many different ways but mostly <laughs> right now in in to access the healing work that i do i reserve that for masterminds and private um so i do work as as you mentioned as a business channel mentor wealth activator so i have incredible programs that clients can get started in group experiences and then there's an elevation into the masterminds which are more intimate and capped at a certain number of women and then private is where we go all in so there are all the different options right now there's always something new <laughs> okay beautiful i'm gonna gonna hand, uh, put the links later in the description so everyone can uh, connect with you i am very happy that you gave this precious time uh, and your energy to be here so thank you so much for this and yeah we're gonna see each other soon yes thank you so much love <laughs>